This generation has been causing us to tear out our hair. That I am a millennial. Every fucking time one of them does the slightest little thing, they fucking celebrate as if they fucking accomplished something huge. I'm a millennial. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millennial. So I want everything to evolve around me. Self-interested. Unfocused. Lazy. Millennial. The most educated generation we've ever had. Millennials put a lot of value in development. Leaders are asking, what do you want? Can I share one thing that I think is a bit embarrassing? Oh yeah, please. I uh, from the book that I'm reading, the art of facil- facilitation. Uh. The first part is about uh, how to facilitate yourself, how to make sure that you are always reflective and always thinking about yeah your emotions and how you feel and your your actions. Mm. Uh, and then there was one um, specific question. That I really enjoyed. So I made a uh, picture of it and put it on my phone. Looks like this. What wait, What am I choosing now? Am I choosing to be well? To be loved? To be comfortable? To be stimulated? To be bored? To be sad? To suffer? So every, every moment you look at your phone, you're like, oh shit, what am I? I'm actually, I've, I, I did it yesterday. Yeah. And I'm actually taking myself today a few times like looked at it and just had this small little like what am i choosing right now so it's it's working it's pretty good though yeah that's very but it's also a bit like instagram motivational quotes like (laughs) so i'm a bit embarrassed about it it's fine i i wonder for how long will it you know last it's kind of like when you do have a a screen uh, saver or like something on your computer screen where it says get shit done oh yeah i also had that (laughs) I'm one of those guys. Welcome to Millennials at Work, a podcast by myself, Rasmus, and my dear friend, Eddie G, or Edita. Thank you. Thank you. Great, great introduction. Uh, That is true. You are listening to Millennials at Work. Uh, It's a podcast about how to be and handle millennials at work and what we want from our workplace, how to be our boss and everything around being a young professional. And we have talked about so many different things by now. Yeah. And there are so many more different things to talk about. Exactly. We actually have uh, received a few good input on episodes, uh, themes. On the topics. Yeah. So there's much more to come from millennials at work. Oh, yes. Maybe I should like adopt a more speaker's voice. Welcome to Millennials at Work. You're listening to Eddie G and Rasmus. Would that be annoying to listen to a podcast where I talk like this the entire episode? Yeah, I think if it goes for 40 minutes, we might lose some. All right. (laughs) We might lose a a few followers, maybe. I'll go back to my uh, normal voice then. And in our normal voices, we'll talk about something very, very normal nowadays, which is a filter bubble. Everyone talks about it. Everyone is in it in some way or other. And the fun thing is that everyone have their own personal uh, filter bubbles. No one's filter bubble looks the same, I guess. If we go all philosophical about it, right? Do it. Very meta right now. Uh, But yeah, filter bubble. What is this thing? And is it scary or actually is it like very comfortable? Is it good or bad? And, you know, why, why do we... Why do we need to care about it so much? And I guess we need to care about it because we're millennials and a lot of what we... 
a lot of what we do on the internets and interwebs and and intranets, in, intranets, and forums, <laughs> communications in general with people has to do with our filter bubbles. Actually, I have a fun side note, but I'll save it for later. Let's sure? do it. Let's do a check in first. Okay. Okay. Let's check in. We are going to check in with uh, something that you don't understand lately, <laughs> and that could be. Anything from a trend to a political direction or technology or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start? I can start. Maybe it's not uh, so much of a... I think it's definitely a result of my filter bubble. Mm -hmm. And I think the answer uh, is that I don't really understand the system well enough. But I don't understand why we haven't adopted electrical cars more. In Denmark. I don't understand Oh, it. in Denmark. In Denmark. Because there's quite a few in Sweden. There's quite a few in Sweden. There's a ton in Norway. Yeah. And they in Denmark, we pay like 100%, 180% yeah. taxes on cars. So it, they're really expensive. Yeah. So one of the ways that the, they, they wanted to make sure that we can get more electrical cars is that they took away a lot of this tax. Mm-hmm. So it's cheaper to buy electrical cars. That makes sense. The mm-hmm. cheaper it is to buy something, the more likely people are to buy it. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. But now they've uh, put that tax back. So it's now now it's on the same level of buying an ordinary car. And I just don't understand the, the point of that. I mean, so we weird. know that electrical cars are the future. Why not just go f- all in and like say, okay, now it might going to cost the, the government a lot because of the money that they won't get in on all mm-hmm. this extra tax. But we're just going to say, fuck that. We believe in a green uh, um, world with mm. electrical cars. Mm. I don't know why there's there needs to be bigger balls in in Danish polit- polit- politics. Yeah. Could, could it be that Danes just don't want cars at all? You're like, we want to be, and you, we don't. No, I think that's maybe <laughs> more in Copenhagen, I think. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, I mean, there are... A lot of people that still use cars in Denmark, <laughs> even though it's very flat and a lot are of they? people bike, there are still people that use cars. So that's what I don't understand lately. Why okay. why we haven't done anything about that. that is and it strange. annoys me a lot, actually, to be honest. Yeah. Do you want to buy an electrical car? That's I do why. want to buy an electric car. Yeah. There's this drive now service where you can rent an electrical car yeah. and it's like, it's the best experience. It's so nice to drive. I feel like I'm doing the world a favor when, whenever, whenever, whenever I use you it. hire the yeah. no, rent it's the also car. shit expensive, but that's. But you're doing a service. I'm so doing. Like I'm fine. doing. I'm doing something good for the world. So I'm <laughs> after rationalizing, that. right? What that's about good. you, Eddie G? What don't you understand lately? I don't understand two things. Uh, this uh, only the, two things. Only that's, two things. Yeah. Everything else I understand <laughs> completely. But there are these two things that nag me. One is, and this has been a trend for a while, I think. I'm not the first one to explore it. Kale chips. What is it that you don't understand about it? They taste like shit. (laughs) I understand a lot of health trends and like, you know, healthy snacks. And I'm a person who eats clean, right? And like, it's, I'm doing a good job with that. But kale chips, I have so many times faked that I like them. You can't even, like, I've eaten kale chips. It's not that I've, like, look at them and I'm like, I don't want to eat it. They're not tasty. And everyone who says that they are lies. Liar, liar. liar. Pants on flyer. <laughs> Do you think they're tasty? I haven't tasted one. I've, oh, okay. I've had these uh, uh, more, like, beetroot 
chips. Oh, okay. They're also horrible. They're not that good. No, no, no. Yeah, no, people should, should just stick to regular crisps. Um, so anyways, kale chips and also uh, MacBooks, the new MacBooks. Uh, what is happening with Apple? I don't really get the whole point about going away from anything that's good. Like going away from, you know, the, the charger. I still have the older one. So the charger, uh, which goes into the computer, we're not sponsored by Apple, sorry. <laughs> um, it used to be that uh, when you like when you trip by the wire, uh, then it th- gets out. Best invention ever. Exactly. It, they they took it away. The worst thing. Plus, plus you have to. There's no USB, no nothing like that anymore. So you have to have like fifty adapters with you whenever you leave home. Another thing, and the trackpad for the new MacBook. I myself don't have it, but I can just hate on it, okay? It's way too big. Everyone says it's way too big, and it doesn't work. Anyway, what do I say with this so, rent? So, Tim Cook, if you're listening, we have a few tips. You can DM us at Instagram <laughs> through mill underscore at work. Yeah, I think I'll never get a job at Apple with this rent, but what I want to say is that I'm a big... I've My whole life we had Macintosh uh, computers and like all that stuff. And at this moment, I'm like, I don't like where this is going. So I'm a bit like skeptic. Could you consider buying anything, another... No. No. (laughs) No. That's why it's so scary, because I know that I will just, you know, I will just deal with it. But I don't like it, but I will still deal with it. Fuck, I'm loyal to them. That's so embarrassing. Fuck loyalty. Fuck loyalty. Okay, ADG, filter bubble. Filter. What the hell is it? Explain Fil- it to myself and all the listeners. Yeah, well, my scientific uh, explanation of a sil- filter bubble will be something like there are different ways of talking about filter bubbles. There are the filter bubbles that we we are in when we, let's say, browse the internet, right? And how it often looks is that uh, there are algorithms in place, like for example, in Facebook, which is the biggest social network in the world. Um, these algorithms often steer us towards articles and uh, content in general that already reflect our own preferences and things that we like, the things that the algorithm has already knows about us, right? That we we would like this kind of stuff, right? Uh, the same does the search engines like Google, for example, the biggest search engine out there. Um, Which is why if you and I were to search on something similar, mm. how to make a great toast, yeah, then uh, we were uh, we would maybe get different results. Yeah, we because I like my toast French way. You yeah. like it more Latvian way. Yeah, exactly. And Google knows that. Google knows it. They know already and they would like give us super different, probably, uh, results for that. And in some ways, it might be good because it's very personalized. You don't need to go through a lot of things that completely don't interest you. And on the other hand, it might be so that you get deeper and deeper in the filter bubble tunnel and don't see anything what is around and don't see any other competition, any other inputs. One great example is with uh, political uh, preferences or directions or beliefs, mm. whatever you call it. 
let's take the example of Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. If you are pro-Trump, you support Trump, then you're most likely clicking on all the uh, Facebook groups that are pro-Trump. Mm. You click on the articles that um, says something great about Trump. You retweet things. You retweet things. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this data, the internet picks up. Mm-hmm. And then it knows, okay, this person is pro-Trump. He or she would most likely like this article because it's also pro-Trump. Mm. And that just... Um, gives you one side of the story. Mm. And that's the problem with Filter mm. Bubble, that you only get uh, one side of, mm. of the story. And you would think that, okay, but why do they need to feed me stuff that they already like? Can't they just feed me whatever thing? But, well, how we work is that we kind of like things that we like. We like staying on the websites where the content we enjoy, right? So it's not really a surprise that a website or a news outlet or whatnot gives us uh, the content that we already that we already probe to like um, and that's why it's so difficult to at the end of the day just to get out of it I guess it becomes especially dangerous when it does come to such things as news events uh, events to go to as well um, it and it all ends up also with our like friends and, and, and relationships at the end of the day as well because it also looks into what does my friend like mm. on Facebook? If What do my cool friends if, like on if, Facebook? If 90% of my friends like this political mm. preference, then I would most likely also be served that. Uh, one, one example from my own life is that uh, there was recently uh, the, the world championship in CrossFit. Uh. And I went into Instagram and followed a few of these athletes. Now my Instagram is 90% CrossFit. Oof. It's so fast how, yeah. how quickly it, it uh, picks this, this, this stuff up. Mm. And now I'm in a CrossFit filter bubble. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just takes a few people to follow and, and you're in there. I've been really trying to get out of the filter bubble of... Um, I guess it's also to do with the age and my, my gender, which is female, uh, is that whenever I go to... <laughs> for the people that... For the people who yeah. couldn't figure this out, they're like, yeah. who the fuck is she? Yeah. Is it a guy or is it a girl or anything <laughs> I in know, between? it's my deep voice. Yeah. Um, I've uh, Whenever I click on the discover thingy on, on Instagram, there's a lot of... Um, uh, young mothers and babies and, and weddings and that's basically my Instagram and but Instagram is telling you something Instagram is telling me it's something about time. Very, it's like the clock is ticking <laughs> <laughs> it's like the societal pressure wasn't enough no 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 you also need to get it from all the possible sources yeah. no but it's uh, and it's actually really tricky to get out of it but and you've I've, tried I've tried you know what I do I go to, because um, there are these influencers who are in my feed again and again, even if I like specifically don't click on their pictures, they're still there because f- my friends follow them, right? Because that's how algorithms work. Exactly. They figure out that, okay, if her friends, if especially her closest friends like this, she should also like this. Um, so what I do is I go into the picture and I say, uh, I think you can uh, choose something like, I don't want to see stuff like uh, this or see less stuff like this. I thought you just unfollowed your friends instead. <laughs> that would be really mean. <laughs> Maybe that's the next step. But also step. effective. It's very effective. It's definitely effective. Sometimes you have to take some hard yeah, decisions yeah, yeah. here in life. Completely different filter bubble it's after that. It's not that I don't like you. It's just I don't believe in what I you believe in. I just don't like in. your filter bubble. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. Uh, but it doesn't. Uh, it's been. It's really slow. It's really slow progress to get away from from that, and it still keeps happening. So, um, it's easy to get into different filter bubbles, and it's a bit trickier to, I think, get out of them. But with the right amount of work, I think you can. One thing that is, it's back to the algorithms. If I click on one thing, it's kind of like when you click on a pair of shoes, then you're always seeing shoes. One thing, especially when you go on YouTube mm. and then you watch two or three clips within one a specific category, then it's all That's you it. see. That's yeah. all you see. It's, it's kind of like, yeah. I, I, one oh, time I borrowed YouTube. my, um, I think it was my iPad or my MacBook Pro or something like that to my younger brother. And he was watching these, he's the kind of, not anymore that often, but he watched these uh, people play video games. Oh, yeah. And he watched maybe 10 or 15 of these videos. And, the same. and for months, I was getting <laughs> these, I was like, I don't want to see other people play video games. Remove this from my life. <laughs> and it was so hard. And the worst part is, if you go in and watch something embarrassing on YouTube, and then it pops up, and then if you open YouTube... While and other people while are other people and they're oh, like, why the do you have this on your... And, the, the and you can't get out of you it. You can't explain you it You can't either. explain it because it's it, like, you, you must have seen something similar to that. I uh, Over the last uh, winter, I because we had like some dinners and brunches at home or whatnot, and we put like these, you know, the videos with the fireplace on, on the video like they have like 10 hours yeah. of a fireplace <laughs> but then <laughs> after you do that a couple of times whenever I still when I go to YouTube it's August there's <laughs> still <laughs> fireplace it's like you must uh, like the this video yeah. of uh, 20 hours of fire but it is besides from uh, fireplaces and embarrassing uh, videos on YouTube. Mm. Why is it important to be aware of the filter bubble? So I think that why it really is important to be aware of the filter bubble is that at the end of the day, it really affects your relationships in the real life. And before you know it, you can also start choosing friends and people you hang out with due to the things that you read online and due to the thoughts you have. And those can be also, you could still think that you're open-minded and what whatever, but at, in the reality, you're maybe just surrounding yourself with information and with the people who think the same way as you do. I've done that definitely many times. Uh, I'm lately very, very, <laughs> I'm trying to work against it. I'm specifically trying to read uh, stuff that I wouldn't before uh, just to get the input from different sides. And so far, so good, I would say. But uh, I also see how like the, the, the filter bubble is... It's really strange mix at the moment. Yeah, it all, it all comes down to uh, the things we talk about with the people who we spend uh, time with. When we start saying things that but things are like this and that, or everybody thinks like this and that, yeah. then we need to maybe step a bit, think about, is it really so? Or is it, it's so tricky to lose, to think that you're humble, but actually, actually you're not. I feel like 
You think yeah. you have all the right answers. You no. think you know everything about a specific subject, but mm. you only know, you might only know one side of the story. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So seeing also that point and seeing like that, oh, this is this is what I'm actually doing now is really difficult. I mean, that's the reflection, right? You need to, someone needs an app for that. Yeah. Someone needs a screenshot of a, or, or like that. Do you actually know this or is this something that you... Or being told by social media and all of your yeah, friends. Yeah, exactly. This thing, what you just said to this group of people, this that could be a great app. Yeah, always When in a listening. mingle situation, always listening is like a Siri. Yeah. But then uh, whenever whenever you say like a statement, then it's like, bling. It's like, yeah. how many facts do you know yeah. about this thing? <laughs> Where this from the right and the left <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, it's... it's um, of course, we will always surround ourselves with the people who are like us. That's mm. how we are as humans. Yeah, that's how we've always been. Of like you, we've all, all, always uh, um, been with the people that look like us. If we mm. go back many, many years, uh, and now it's more like the people that has the same values and think the, the same way as us. Because um, when we are not challenged, we don't have this sense of fear, no. and uh, we enjoy that a lot as humans. Mm. So that's, of course, we surround ourselves with people that have the same beliefs and the same thoughts and the same mm. uh, assumptions as we do. Because sometimes I can feel also at uh, specific workplaces or like offices where I've been and so, that it's kind of, uh, it's, a, it's a crowd of people who also like think similarly about things. Have you experienced experienced it in any way or... I think I'm experiencing it right now at mm. my current work. And we all live in Stockholm. We're all uh, quite educated. We have uh, somewhat high-paying jobs. Uh, we don't have that many problems in our lives. Mm. Um, so I think we all are very similar, uh, both in values but also in uh, politically be beliefs. Mm. Um yeah, that it's hard to get out of that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're like a hom homogenous group of people. That's yeah, a hard you, word. That's a hard word. Word. <laughs> that's a hard word. You have to look after yourself a bit more. I'm not saying that the, that group has bad uh, bad ideas, but once there's a one specific um, script that everyone goes by, then maybe that's like an also an alarm sign. Exactly. Uh, one experience that I had was uh, moving from Copenhagen to Stockholm and going at Hyper Island, where there's a, a very big focus on equality and making sure that everyone is listening or everyone is listened to, uh, really consensus-driven. Mm. Where in Copenhagen, I think we're uh, maybe better or worse, depending on how you see it, at the, just taking the decision and someone has to like, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Instead of making sure that we listen to everyone and everyone's feelings are, are listened to. And that, that was really hard for me when I when I moved. Um, mm. And I, uh, I've talked to a bunch of my um, other Danish friends who also went to Hyper Island, and they had the same experience with, uh, can we just decide on something and then move on? Instead of yeah. everyone's uh, emotions and needs has to be uh, heard and listened to mm. and taken into account. Yeah, I think it was a big clash between the internationals and, and Swedes yeah. in that sense. Because like the, the general modern workplace idea is the openness and, 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 and inclusion and all of those things. But yeah, once you say that this is how everything thinks is right, it becomes very tricky to go against it and question it. 
then I would also say, and, and think, I think I've definitely moved myself and my own beliefs towards a more uh, focus on equality. And so I definitely not bursted my filter bubble, but expanded it a bit. And I feel that it was in the right direction, mm. but it needed this uh, change of scenery. It needed uh, different opinions and it needed um, enough pressure to actually challenge my own beliefs. Mm. Um, so so um, I think that leads to maybe tip number one. Are yeah. we going there? Are we mixing it today? Let's mix it. Because I think that the, the, the most important thing of challenging your filter bubble, one thing that you can do is like you go into different websites. You can actively uh, change your behavior on the internet mm -hmm. uh, and listen to different podcasts, uh, listen to uh, see different TV shows or uh, whatever. Uh, but actually surrounding yourself with people that has different experiences than you, that yeah. lived a different life, that has a different culture than you, is powerful because mm. you create a stronger empathy for these people. It's maybe hard to take in new perspectives when you read it or when you see some kind of TV show. Mm. But when you actually meet people who've lived a different life, that tells different stories, that challenge your own perspective... I think that's where you can expand as uh, as a person. Mm. But that's the thing. If if your why, why you're doing that is, I want to challenge my perspective, it shouldn't be that difficult, right? It should get easier and easier the more you do it. Because even if you don't agree with that, it's not about agreeing or disagreeing. It's just seeing the other the other side. Yeah, and because there's no ultimate truths. No. It's just different uh, viewpoints of the world. Mm. Um so, and I experienced that a lot with uh, Hyper Island. It really moved me in, in a new direction or expanded my perspective of things. I also experienced it when I went to a folk high school in Denmark, where it's, it, it, it's most easy to do it when you're put in a place where you don't have to choose the people that you surround yourself with. Mm. Because then there's people from all different kinds of backgrounds mm. and different nationalities. And you, and you need to spend yeah. time with these people and they will challenge you and you will challenge them. Mm. Um, so actually seeking out these experiences mm. is uh, um, is one way to bust your filter bubble. Mm. I think it's a great first step. Also why podcasts work really good for that is not because not like YouTube where you where your whole algorithm is fucked once you watch one video. With podcasts no one sees what you're listening to apart from the podcasters because you see numbers but that's kind of it you don't get any extra ads because of because you just listen to podcasts there's it's it's such a still a pure medium that you really it's like reading books you kind of go to the shelf you're like okay i like this title i will go for this and you don't really get that much of like other influences uh than in other other places so go for podcasts go no for but podcasts. it is a great place and then there's still a lot of like long long format podcasts a lot of interviews and from all sides of the spectrum of any kind of uh ideas and 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 uh, thoughts so i think it's an awesome way to stretch out the filter bubble a bit more I think I think one um, example of um, uh, from 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 my uh, experience is 
after our hyper island experience we had this idea of what the ideal workplace would look like and mm -hmm. how the ideal workflow would look like and then uh, once we come into uh, a real organization where people have worked in a certain way for 30 40 years that can also be mm -hmm. challenging and and i think it's important um and that leads us to the next tip is that once you meet someone who doesn't really align with your own filter bubble you need to have some kind of understanding you need to have some kind of empathy and um it's a ch something that i've struggled a lot with uh not acknowledging that people have worked this way for a long time mm. and it's worked well for 30 years mm. why would they change mm. and having respect for that and having understanding for that and also having understanding that it might be hard for them to change <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a, uh, the stereotypical brave, um, I want to change it all millennial mm. coming in and learning about these like trends and this is how we work now and this is what is cool now. I think it's so easy to telling everyone else that this is this is the right way and you don't understand because I'm the future and I'm the young one here. It can Which be, we of course are. Of course we are. Uh, it can be really dangerous because, you know, trends pass. <laughs> having, having that kind of uh, empathy and understanding and just wanting to learn from other people as well, more you exercise that in your uh, daily life, within your social media, easier it will be at work, I think, as well, to listen to other people and to actually take it in. ADG, we have one last tip mm -hmm. to... Um pop your filter bubble yes and uh, that's from a guy called max hawkins mm, yes he's a uh, he used to work at google there's a lot of uh, it's funny how that's like uh, yeah, that gives him authority already now. yeah but it feels like there's so Ooh, many of those google? stories now <laughs> where people like quit their jobs at google and then because they quit their jobs at google Whatever they do after that is like amazing. Yeah. Of course they have, I mean, what he did was cool. And I guess you did say something about people at Google that everyone who goes out of there does some kind of cool shit afterwards. But still, it's like... But that's also a filter bubble. There's also it's maybe... It's also a filter bubble. I would imagine 19 out of 20 that quit, quit Google doesn't do something <laughs> no. cool. You just no. don't hear about them. No. Also... They get shitloads of money at Google. <laughs> so they have money to spend on stuff. But okay, Dough, that's, that's a side note. Pesetos. Pesetos. So basically what he did was that, so he built this um, algorithm. Uh, after he built it, for two years, he let randomized computer programs decide on where he will live and what he will do. And it's like, for those two years, he moved around. He went to, I think it started with him going to different events that he wouldn't like choose himself because he saw that he's like he had this like a typical san francisco life where he like cycles through the same neighborhood every day stops by his cool coffee shop and works at google you know and then he was like oh no i'm in a filter bubble and then he figured out that he will randomize facebook events i don't know really how it works because facebook events are events but okay i guess they were public uh so he started to go to these super random events it could be like a community pancake breakfast <laughs> or like a weird uh, acrobatic yoga and things like that and of course in some way he really stretched his filter bubble 
later on he took time off and like moved places he he still has so if you go to his website so his name is max hawkins so it's maxhawkins.me if you go to his website he still has these randomizing tools there so you can use like a randomizing travel agency or uh, like Yelp, but randomized and things like that, uh, randomized playlists. So I think in it's just a funny, quirky way of how to stretch your filter bubble. Because I think a lot of times, like there's a lot of negativity around us, like being shameful for a filter bubble and being like, yeah, but I only indulge in this kind of news. Okay, well, then I will read something from, it's a lot of work, right? And then there's this guy who does it Makes it fun. Purely fun way. So that's another way of doing it. Make it fun. Yeah. Like make it fun for you. What do you what do you want to do more? Do you want to meet more people? That's totally doable. And this could be one way of doing that, right? You don't really need to read articles about political parties that don't interest you to do it. Because it's also hard. I mean, if you disagree with it or if you mm. don't find it interesting, then it's hard to continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Make it fun. What can do? What can you do at work to make it fun? That's a good question. I think it's. Um, I think it's always fun to simply, if you uh, hear about a new way of doing things, to try it out mm. and see how it is. Um, and it's back to what we talked about in all podcasts: start small, grow big. <laughs> like uh, just do one small thing. Mm. Um, but it could also just be. Uh, get to know your coworkers a bit better because maybe mm. on the surface they are very similar but, but the more inside. layers you peel off the more mm. unique we all are and the more uh, different perspectives we have do one reflection session with your colleagues i have great questions that you can use Oof. you can start if you want to go a bit more like deeper into it of course you can uh, do debate clubs right have a discussion wednesdays or after works with beers to make it also fun, you know. There's so many things that, like, with a bit of creativity and time, <laughs> you can you can do at work as well. Because I think it can be so boring to feel that you cannot really you cannot really discuss stuff at work. We spend so much time at work. Then uh, that I think having those discussions about any kind of topic is equally important as work stuff. And if you go in with understanding and empathy, you will also build relationships and that will create a better culture. Yes. Amen. Amen. So shout out to Max Hawkins at me. <laughs> dot me. Yeah, he will now have like a super surge on his uh, website. Uh, Whoa, what happened there? You're welcome. So the filter bubble is... When you are shown content that are specifically curated to you based on what you have read, seen, liked, retweeted before. And the problem with that is that you only get one side of the story. It makes it very easy to live because you are not challenged on your beliefs. Um, but it also narrows your perspective on things. True. You can... Bust this filter bubble by meeting people with different perspectives than yourself, going to a different country, seeing a different culture, putting yourself in room with people that are different than yourself, and um, try to have some understanding and empathy. 
we know what I believe in. Every single person should live at least a year abroad. That's like that busts your filter bubble quite a bit. I have to say, as a person who has <laughs> moved a bit, now it's easy for me to say, right? No, but, no, but it's really that is traveling. It's how you travel, right? As well, but getting out of your comfort zone. I guess at the end of the day, definitely. That's where we need to be. Checking out. Edith G, I want you to check out with something that you're proud of at the moment. Mm-hmm. Something I'm uh, tapping on my shoulder yeah. for. I, Big or small? Or anywhere well, in between? Well, for me, it's very, like, it's very important. Globally, not that much. Or in some way, maybe. I'm very proud of my plants at home. <laughs> Because I've been so bad. I've been so bad with the keeping anything green alive. Mm. Um, I, I'm the person who kills cactuses in my Ooh. previous life <laughs> before I became great with my plants. No, but I think it's something to do with the light in this apartment where I live now. The plants are thriving there and they're not dying. And I know that like for people, this is like boring but i'm so happy about that every day i go home and i'm like i haven't killed a plant today this is amazing life is all about the small victories uh, yeah it's really nice um i am very proud with how i am very content lately mm-hmm. i am normally a person that is very impatient and always looking for the next career move or the next thing that I can improve or anything like that. But at the moment, I'm a bit more content, Mm -hmm. a bit more like it will figure itself out. You don't have your, you still have many years to go. And that feels really good. Did we say that uh, you will be the ambassador of YOMO movement in in, uh, Sweden? Hashtag Rasmus for YOMO president. YOMO meaning the joy of missing out. Exactly. That's apparently the new thing, right? As millennials, we're supposed to tell you this. What's in or out. But that's really nice. Yeah. Isn't that awesome to have that? It's great, but it's also hard. Because part of you still wants to... It's not like I'm not doing anything. No. But it's more like I'm a bit more chill with it. A bit Mm. more like, okay, let it sink in for a couple of days and Mm. then see what will happen. Instead of like... Something happens and then, okay, straightly into react react and do something about it. I think it must be your screensaver that helps you, Rasmus. Yeah, maybe. That's it. That's it. That's all for today. If you want to get some more tips about great screensavers or give us some feedback or just pop your filter bubble, maybe ask some of your uh, friends who are in totally different filter bubble than you. Listen to this podcast. Pop some friends filter bubbles. <laughs> yeah, please do that. Yeah. We're all better off with less filter bubbles, right? Yeah. Follow us on Instagram. We're there as mill underscore at work. I think that's all for this week. Yeah. You can also go in on uh, Apple podcast. Oh yeah. Throw a five-star review. It's great for uh, the uh, algorithms so we will get on top yeah other people will hear about us then and then we can like create our little millennials at work filter bubble and grow it and grow it and grow it and we'll never pop it because it's just like everyone will be in there that's where we want to be that's where we want to be please world domination (laughs) please help us be there yeah thanks for listening in thank you for listening talk to you next week I'm a millennial